Hi, I'm George Tekmachev. Welcome back to the Eastern Archery Podcast. I've got a special guest today. He is the man, the myth, the hardest working man in the sport of archery today, the executive director of the NFAA Foundation, our friend Bruce Cull. Bruce, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, George. So, Bruce, are you uh, recovering after after a week of the, the National Archery Roundup, which was more of an international archery roundup? And wow, what an event. What a series of events. Yeah, it was something. I'll tell you, it was um, it was a lot of work for a couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, I think it all paid off. The uh, the archers seemed to be more than pleasantly pleased. Um, we had good weather. Uh, everything went well. I think it was just good to see everybody back out doing what they like to do. Bruce, uh, it's a it's a full week of stuff to discuss. So let's start with the Outdoor National Field Championship, which took place starting on the 22nd of September. Um, that was uh, kind of the same time as we would have had the World Field Championship uh, in Yankton. Yeah. You had a lot of folks yep. show up. Uh, let's let's say that up front. Uh, big turnout. Yeah, we had, you know, um, a total number of registrants for the four events we had was about 850. Um, you know, and some of them were 300, some of them were 200. And, of course, the smallest was the Indoor Nationals Pro Only. Um, simply because of that, it's only the pros. So yeah, and we'll get to uh, that. yeah. I mean, yeah, the outdoor nationals was uh, you know when we normally have any anywhere from you know 250 to 500 people over the years, uh, 400 probably being an average, and you know we had 250 having it two months later than normal. Um, you know while school's going on, so you know I'm, I'd say we're all you know pleasantly. Uh, surprised by the number and, and happy with the turnout. So, and, and it went well. We, you know, the one comment I heard after the field nationals was, "Why can't we have this in September all the time?" You know, it's <laughs> it's twenty five degrees cooler anywhere we have it, um, and, and people were just happy. You know, it's it's easy shooting when it's not a hundred degrees, and uh, they were all really excited and happy to shoot. So went well so are you considering that as a possibility of um, maybe a little later in the fall having some of these events in the future you know i'm definitely sure that's going to come up um you know that's it takes you know board decision to do that and obviously the customers all the archers are going to be the big impact so you know one of the things we want to make sure we do before our next board meeting is to you know try to really uh you know get a get an opinion from as many people as we can not only those that were here but those that you know, may have come. So, you know, it's hard to base anything on the COVID year. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it was uh, something we're definitely going to look at. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to it's hard to make judgments about the future based on this current year, which hopefully is going to be a one for the history books and one that we will never have to repeat. Um, let yeah, me ask you this exactly. about the, the outdoor field. Um, how similar would the layout and the targets have been to world field? For those who shot it, how much of a preview do you think it might be? Um, you know, they really, they got some, but the, the rounds are considerably different. Oh, yeah, um, I understand the NFAA round itself is different. It's in yards instead of meters and a lot of other stuff. But, you know. But I, some of the ranges we used, um, you know, there's we used three different field ranges for the tournament. And two of those we would have used parts of for the world field. Um, and the other two we're going to use weren't even at the same location. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they got a preview of it without a doubt. Um, and, and I think that's why a few of them came and shot it, too. You yeah, know? for sure, especially the, on the international side where, um, 
you know, travel's been, you had to be motivated to travel to Yankton from, you know, outside country in order to uh, take part in this event because of the current situation. But um, obviously, national field, a big success. Outdoor yeah, national you know, target. Yeah, go ahead. I do have, and just for the listeners, I can sure, I've got the top three men and women, um, you know, from the national field, if you want me to Absolutely. go through those. Go, go right ahead. Yeah. The, uh, in the pro male division, Braden Gillantine was first, Chris Schaff was second, Jesse Broadwater was third. Um, which is no surprise, I don't think, to anybody. In the pro-female, um, we had uh, Tanya Jensen, uh, Paige Pierce, and Toya Ellison. Um, and, you know, a couple new names there in, in our field, at least, so that was good to see. Yeah, but they're all well-known on the international circuit in world archery events. Uh, Tanya, of course, from, Absolutely. from, from Denmark. Um, spending a lot of time here with uh, with Braden, yep. I understand. So that's, a, that's one of those archery relationship things. And... Uh, I think we'll be seeing more of her. Obviously, we've seen lots of her in yes. Vegas, for example. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so so great there. And Toya, of course, um, she made the comment this was her first NFAA events. And, you know, she did very well, you know, coming in third in that for the first time ever. So that was great. Yeah, and she's well along expecting. Uh, she and Brady are having a child uh, later in the yep. year. And uh, so... You know, it seems like Toya really did well, considering the fact that she's uh, carrying two people there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, so that was a that was a great thing. Moving on to outdoor national championships, outdoor national target championships. Walk us through the format for outdoor national target NFAA style. Yeah, and that's you know that's something we added. It's we're only in our uh, fourth year, I think, of that event, so it's fairly new. Yeah, so a lot and, of folks uh, might not know how it's done. But if you could walk us through that. Yeah, and what we do is we shoot two rounds, two days. You shoot our 600 round, which is shot at 40, 50, and 60 yards um, at the 120, excuse me, the 92 centimeter target. Right. Um, and you can either shoot a full face or you can shoot the, the smaller one where it's four per butt. Now, for those and, international, um, just let me back up for a sec, Bruce. For those sure. international listeners unfamiliar with the 92 centimeter target, that was a target that was introduced about 25, 30 years ago in order to provide for the Atlantic City Classic to have a little different range. Right. And that, yep, so we, it's actually got a long history. That. But it's not, yeah, it's not a WA target. target. You, yeah, it's an NFA invention. What we shoot. Right? Yep, and that's what we shoot on the indoor, you know, the Classic, which we'll get to later too. But yeah. um, anyhow, so we, yeah, we shoot a, you know, a 600 round the first day, and then we shoot a 900 round the second day, um, which is the typical 900. Um, and that's done on a 122-centimeter WA face, um, just for Correct. those wondering yep. what that looks like. Yep, exactly. So that's five ends of and, six uh, arrows at three distances. You start with a long distance out. Uh, you get five yep. ends per end and um, normal scoring. I, I think the Cubs and the youths shoot different distances, but the uh, adults all shoot the uh, full distance. That's correct. On, on both our 600 and the 900 round, that's yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just to... It's interesting because the the way the target looks on the 600 round, um, I mean, it's closer, right? But it looks about <laughs> the same, so it's challenging. Yeah, yeah. It's a little deceiving, um, without a doubt. But, yeah. And, you know, uh, for the target nationals, um, our, our leaders, uh, we had a little bit of a change. In the, in the pro male, we had Chris Schaff getting first and Jimmy Lutz second and Dave Cousins third. And again, and all then, names we know from Vegas and 
in the case of, uh, of, of all three of those, really, we've started to get to know them on the world archery circuit as well. Uh, of course, they've yep. been around yep. forever, but uh, the other two are up-and-comers on the world archery circuit. Yeah, Jimmy Lutz just won the world championship in the Netherlands last one. And, yep. You know, he's coming along, and Chris has uh, made a great name for himself, so that was good. Absolutely. And then in the women, we had Tanya um, again getting first, and Linda Anderson second, and Toya Ellison third. Well, there you go. So there's, so, uh, there's uh, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, WA folks that we know that are participating in this thing and did well in the NFAA East and the Yankton Archery Center Outdoor National Target Championship. And that was conducted yep. outdoors, right? Yes, that was all outdoors, correct. Okay. Yep. So then you've got uh, then you've got the first Dakota Classic, which right. has been taking place every year for the last, uh, what, eight years, I think? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, I would say that, that is the the tournament that replaced the Atlantic city shoot. Right. Um, when we moved our headquarters and started everything in Yankton, that was a natural fit here because we had the, you know, the feeder fields. Um, and then of course, when we expanded the building, we were actually able to do that inside, you know, like the Atlantic city shoot was originally. So that's turned into a great one. Um, and what we've done on that, we've added, uh, our own little format to that. That's a, you know, an elimination or excuse me, a qualification round and then right into head to head um, for eliminations. And, you know, the NFA shooters hadn't been exposed to that before this tournament and they're just loving it. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a great system and um, works well. And, you know, I just signed the stack of checks this morning for the winners and, you know, we pay down, you know, quite a bit and have a lot of different divisions. So it's uh it kind of reminds me of the Vegas um, flight divisions. You know, there's a, a, a lot of spreading out of the money and a lot of winners, and I think they really enjoy that. Yeah, um, you, you pay deep, and um, you pay back in flight and championship categories, if I'm not mistaken, for for the first yep, Dakota correct. Classic. And, yep. it, and it's a yep. it's a pretty substantial payback. It's at least 70% payback on that particular uh, thing. So yes, that, absolutely. So that, yep. that actually is a very attractive event from a number of points of view first off it's indoors so it's weatherproof second yep. of all you're shooting the nfaa classic 600 as your qualifying round so again that's four ends of five arrows at three distances on that 92 centimeter unique target face which looks exactly. like a wa face but it's uh you know for me that thing at 70 looks like a 90 meter 122 so i i like <laughs> it i like it because it's yeah. challenging and it makes you it makes you work harder um yep so after the qualification, yep. everybody got ranked by score. Everybody got put in head-to-head brackets, which, as you yep, mentioned, is, is pretty new for a lot of NFAA folks, but, of course, old hat for the WA <laughs> folks. How'd that shake out? Exactly. Yeah, and this one, um, you know, we had a lot of the same winners here, but uh, on this one in the pro mail, we had Chris Schaff, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Lutz, and Braden Gillantine. Um, and then in the women, we had Linda Anderson, Tanya Jensen, and Alexis Ruiz. So... You know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, the pros came out and and they did an awesome job. Yeah, and all so, of those ladies we know from the World Archery Circuit, Alexis has been a, on the U.S. team for some time now. So absolutely, that's, yep. that's, uh, That is tremendous from the standpoint of another factor, Bruce, and that is this was the first real, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the first real money shoot that a lot of the U.S. Yes. pros have been able to get outside of 3D, of course, but... You know, you're you're looking at as far as target archery is concerned, this year so many athletes were unable to get podiums and therefore unable to get, 
you know, the kind of income that they expect to get from competition. And so this yep, was the exactly. first relief that they've seen in uh, in the year, really. Yeah, and you know we um, we stuck with everything that we could. We paid our guaranteed payouts in everything. Um, in fact, we're getting up to the last one now where the big payouts came. But right. I mean, we had payouts as big as ten thousand dollars, and you know, uh, several three thousand, and um, you know, it was. Uh, I think it was a really good shot in the arm for the top archers that have been missing just what you said. Yeah, so. that's absolutely what I'm alluding to. And of course, it culminated with the Professional Indoor National Championship. Now, this was the very top shooters. Um, Correct. And some of them are, are they all USA shooters or did you have some internationals in there? You know, we actually, you know, we still have, the NFA has uh, a state called the Association of Europe. Um, which was started way back, uh, actually during World War II, to accommodate U.S. soldiers and foreign archers that weren't affiliated with anybody to shoot at our different bases across the world. Which actually, and, it goes back to the roots of the NFAA, and we can talk about that. In absolutely. A bit. Yeah. Yep, it does. And um, we have a you know a handful. Um, we probably have um, a couple hundred that are members, and and most of them are the top names that want to compete. Um, uh, you know, Stefan Hansen's, and, and, for example, people like that. Yeah, Stefan Hansen. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There, there, there's a you know uh, Mike Slosher. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a few of them that want to shoot everything, and um, you know we welcome them. So yeah, and this year was very unique. You know, our council voted to do something different. Um, we actually shot the um, our indoor round. The we shot a regular five spot. NFAA 300 round. So that's the blue and, then, and white. That's the blue and white correct. five spot. If if folks yep. are wondering, and what then that we shot like. yeah. a 300 Vegas round, and, and that was done on the Vegas face. Correct, and they actually did these back to back, and that's why we, you know, we didn't want to push 120 arrows in one day. That's a, that's a lot. Um, however. Something that worked out very interestingly because of the social distancing and the spacing and everything else, we actually shot a single line. Um, and, you know, for the listeners that don't know what that is, we don't have a top and a bottom or an A and a B line. We just have everybody shooting at one time, but they're spaced out. So one thing that happened was, <laughs> and, and they still can't believe it, they shot a full round in about, 40% of the time it takes to shoot a double line. Sure. Um, and the archers were like, wow, we got to do this from now on. So another thing that kind of came out of that now, uh, one of the problems is when you talk about having 2,500 archers, we run into a logistical space problem. So, you know, we're, we're going to consider some things because I mean, it made things go so fast um, that they were very, very, uh, you know, impressed and happy with it. But, I'll point out, though, that you have the advantage of having the world's largest archery center to be able to take advantage of the space needs necessary to make that happen. Most other places, venues, would yeah. have required two lines for something like that, I presume. Yeah, in fact, you know, while that was going on, we still we only used two-thirds of one of the ranges for that. And then we had the trade show set up, which was awesome. We had some great vendors. Um, you know, uh, they really enjoyed their time here, too. And Along with that, at the same time, we were shooting the head-to-head -head finals of the First Dakota Classic in the other range. So, yeah, we had a lot of shooting going on at one time, um, and we're still able to do that. So that was, that was great. 
So let's talk about the outcomes there. You have uh, three major categories with big pay. From the indoor nationals? Yes, sir. We have, you got the pro male freestyle, you got the yep. pro female freestyle, and, we, uh, and the pro seniors. Correct. And what we have, um, the indoor nationals, the winner in the pro male was Kyle Douglas, and then Richard Bowen, and Stefan Hansen. And then in the women's, it was Linda Anderson, Alexis Ruiz, and Toya Ellison. Wow. So very, very, very pleased with that. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, uh, that's the one where we had the guaranteed payouts. And, and um, so there's your $10,000 you know, first place right there. Uh, second yep. place, 5000 Third place, 3000 You're approaching, you know, Vegas money or, you know, NFA indoor money that's normally there. And um, big shot in the arm for those shooters. No doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. No, we had uh, we just had a great turnout and everybody really enjoyed it. So can't say enough for the the shooters and our staff. You know, our staff was um, pretty much sunrise to sunset every day for a couple of weeks getting ready. And then during the event, and it was, um, you know, there's advantages of doing it all at once because you don't have to worry about going and traveling other places and setting up in a new venue. So it yeah, worked out very well. From once you get to Yankton, you can settle in for the week and choose to shoot those things. I, I can see yeah. that that could be something, you know, even post COVID, that could be something we could look at as an opportunity because that National Archery Roundup um, event, that that full, you know, more than a full week of events, uh, does make things so convenient. You can you can choose, you know, it's kind of uh, choose to shoot what you want, choose to shoot it all. Or because yep. I guess the schedule can work out so you can shoot everything. Um, yeah. And, you know, the other thing we really have, um, you know, for people that haven't been to Yankton, you know, they go, where the heck is that? But, you know, we have some great dining and restaurant opportunities. You know, we've got a pretty good mix of everything. And the people really, I think, enjoy that. You, you know, you that. don't have to. I took I went to the uh, there's a place by the river there. That I went. Oh, Rivers uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. A fantastic place, world class. So, yeah. you know, yeah. for people who are like, well, what can you eat in Yankton? Well, believe me, there is some great cuisine to be had in Yankton, no doubt about that. And of course, like anywhere in this day and age, several good Mexican restaurants. We have uh, a couple of real specialty ones, like the Louisiana Grill. Everybody got a big kick out of that one this time. Yeah, um, some real Cajun people that started a little deal here, and you know, yeah, we just had we have a great variety. You know, so that worked out very well. Not to mention the fact that when the Ian Seo team shows up, they always come with their pasta pots, too. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yep. And, you know, one thing, George, window. we didn't mention the um, the car shoot off, as it's been called for years. Um, we, we had that for the pro division and we added a twist. That one, you know, we gave a prize of twenty five hundred dollars to first, but we added a little twist to it. Um as the archers, you know, that's the one where you start at 10 yards, you move back. <clears throat> well, they got to 60 yards, which is the max, at a bullseye that's the size of our next ring that's the size of a quarter, you know, which is just peanut size. Yeah, yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> yeah, what, what we did is the, um, the winner of that, we gave them a chance to trade in their $2,500 guaranteed win and shoot another arrow. And if they shot the bullseye inside out, we gave them the full ten thousand dollars. Wow! And so it was like I played Monty Hall for a while. Yeah, the other I was about option to say, I had was it's like a game I had a, I had two pockets on my jacket, and one of them 
had a check for more money than the 2500 and the other one was full of cash. So they got to pick door number one, two, or three. <laughs> and um, it was really good because uh, James Ball was the guy that won that. And um, he chose to keep his 2500 And the check I had was for $2,501. And the cash was 250 And he shot the arrow to see what he would have done and um, didn't even come close. So... He made the wise decision there. About to say he chose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not yep. over though, Bruce, because you've still got, I understand, a virtual NFAA yes. indoor national championship. And that'll be for all the juniors and the amateur divisions. I know it's still a work in progress, but can you give us an update? Yeah, the, you know, um, we're pretty sure that we're looking at November for the virtual or maybe December. Um and, you know, either one of those is going to be a good time frame. What we're going to do basically is we've had um, several pro shops and clubs that have qualifying ranges, NFA ranges that we're going to use. And we're going through the process right now. Brittany and Erica um, are working on that. And we're going to, you know, basically set it up where you're going to be able to go somewhere close and, and shoot around. Um, and that's going to be, you know, for all NFA members except pros. So that's the uh, 2,000 that we normally have come to Louisville. And hopefully it's going to even be more because they're going to have an opportunity to do this at their own leisure. So I think that's going to be good. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we're seeing lots of uh, virtual events taking place right now. Japan's got one scheduled for later this month uh, as we speak, October 1st. And uh, yeah. there will be others around the world. Hopefully it'll become one of those things that uh, gets retired sooner or later. We don't need them anymore, but certainly for now, with the circumstances, yep. having as many of those Absolutely. opportunities as possible is great. And it's good to hear yep. the NFA is working on that as well. Yeah. Hey, you know, one thing I didn't mention, George, I didn't mention the senior pro indoor that you'd asked about. Oh, um, yeah. The, win the winners there, Randy uh, Morocco got first. Lynn, um, is it Hawk? I think it's Lynn Hawk got second and Keith Trail with third. So those guys took home some pretty good money too. So Keith Trail's a stud, yeah. isn't he? What a guy. He's been around yep. forever. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's such no, a was... well respected fellow. Yeah. But no, I would encourage everybody to keep their eyes open because this virtual thing's gonna be really cool. Um you know, it's, it's similar to what USA Archery has done with their regional nationals. Um, you know, we've always tried to excel on having a physical one, but pretty hard to do this year so you know and we're still doing the same thing we're sending out goodie bag stuff to everybody and um you know we're, we're pumping it up big time so they should have a great quality event and uh have a lot of fun yeah you know we were talking to tom dealing earlier in the week and tom had mentioned that uh you know there's going to be some smaller scale events in uh places like turkey this month and some other places um as we continue to come out from under the shadow of the situation of the last six months, eight months. Uh, I think that uh, people you know, are really eager to get back out there and compete. You saw evidence of that in Yankton, no doubt, with the turnout. Yes. I mean, that's a tremendous turnout. It's certainly a bigger number than I think we were talking about back a few months ago when we first discussed this event. You were talking maybe three or 400 people. And yep, uh, that's, you, yep. know, you got more than that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, I can't be any more thrilled. You know, our our objective is obviously to service our customers and, you know, provide quality competition of our game. And, you know, I think we fulfilled all that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, of course, this year we had to make sure we were safe. And we did, you know, we followed every CDC guideline um, for the group events that we could. 
Um, you know, and I think it was, uh, you know, we had, went through a lot of sanitizer, a lot of masks, and, um, a lot of extra time and precautions, but, you know, hopefully we don't have any negative results from it. No, I, I doubt you will. I think that um, everybody was very aware of the protocols and um, from what I hear that everything was well observed. So I think that'll be yep. a positive outcome. Now, on yep. the uh, just as with Tom, people really wanted to know prognostication for Tokyo Olympic Games. People who are listening to us talk want to know um, the thing that is on everybody's mind, and that is Vegas. <laughs> yep. So um, last time we talked, too. you know, last time we talked, we were still looking at a um, uh, full speed ahead for getting the Vegas shoot done. Of course, we don't have all the answers right now. But how do things stand yep. today, October 1st? Well, you know, um, we're still in a wait and see hold move. You know, there's just not much we can do right at the moment. Um, I think things are getting much better in Vegas with the group sizes. Uh, you know, they've held off and probably for good reason. They've a lot of a lot of things with limited spectators or no spectators, whichever. And, you know, I think that they can see that, you know, things are going to start getting relaxed. Um, we're going to go out and meet with them sometime within the next, well, this month yet in October and, you know, try to really lay out what our options are. And, uh, you know, I think that normally, you know, by November 1st, we'd be full speed with everything. This year, I'm going to guess it's probably going to be December 1st. Um, and that's just a, you know, a guess. Um, I try to tell people we're going to have Vegas some of some sort. Uh, and we've talked about a lot of potential options. You know, we um, w one of the options could be that we change the days of the shoot, extend it for the whole week, and only have, as an example, the flights, which there's 2,000 of or 2000 plus they may shoot on monday tuesday you know um we may have the championships be another two days uh the remainder another two days the kids at the end or something um so maybe the you know, same just, potential for the same number of people to compete but spread out over a smaller volume of people at any given time yep and you know i actually talked to a, a few of the vendors and sponsors about that this weekend and they were like, you know, at Vegas, that may be awesome because we're so packed in three, four days that we can't even talk to half the people. And if only, you know, a third or a quarter of them are coming at a time, um, we may be able to have a little more quality time with them. Uh, of course, the negative side is you may have to be there a week. But, uh, you know, I, once again, I think the way things are going, any opportunity a vendor would have to sell something would probably be an asset. So, yeah. And just to be clear, yeah. we're talking about the, uh, you know, the people running the Easton booth, the PSE booth, that kind of thing, not necessarily the exactly. people who are going to be c competing there. Um, right. Exactly. The, pro, I mean, the pros you know, can come you, in later in the week, for example. Yes. Yep. And, and that, see that one of the problems that we have with lodging is right now they only rent half of the rooms at South Point. Um, so what that means to the listeners is, you know, there's 2,500 rooms, so they're only renting 1,200. Well, if that's the case, this would solve that. Sure. Uh, you know, the, and the, by the way, the reason they're doing that, I think most people have heard, but the reason they do that is because when you stay in a room, it's not rentable for three more days. They let it sit for two. They, you know, sanitize it the third, then it's available again. Gotcha. So, you know, and, and that would fit. Uh, a lot of our issues with what we're doing. So, 
Okay, well, it's too soon to say whether that's going to be what happens, but it could be a taste of one of the potentialities, uh, and there's obviously others as well. Um, but that one yep. sounds like the one that could have the best balance of allowing people to continue to show up for Vegas, participate at the level that they're used to. And, you know, quite frankly, it's still going to feel like a Vegas shoot because um, you remember back in the days, we used to have 600 people for Vegas. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tropicana. Well, you know, it just it's kind of funny because just cutting it down to like two days of fifteen or two thousand, fifteen hundred or two thousand, to me that sounds like oh my gosh, how can we do that? Well, you know, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it, it may be it may be a little more advantageous for everybody. So certainly, yeah, certainly really, less, really hard to say. But. Certainly, potential for less scrambling um, when. 300 people show up at the desk at the same time for late registration. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So great stuff, Bruce. Well done. I think that that is yeah. a, uh, that is definitely in the win column for you and your staff. No doubt about it. A uh, huge event. I would argue probably the biggest archery event we've had since last year's Vegas shoot. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we may, we may have another one there having the biggest with, yeah, it's too bad, but, good at the same time absolutely so yeah anything else to add before we sign off you know i think we're good bruce i want to thank you for joining us on the podcast again today absolutely thank you george and thanks for what you do